This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, welcoming you to Week in Review for September 10th, 2010. In our top story this week, federal regulators are taking initial steps toward creating a formal governance system to monitor whether all the players that eventually exchange health information nationally are abiding by the same rules. Early next year, federal regulators plan to issue a proposal for governance of organizations that use the National Health Information Network Standards. A new NHIN governance workgroup, which met for the first time September 3rd, plans to host a hearing September 28th to quiz executives at health information exchanges that ultimately might share data with other HIEs across the nation. To help ensure that organizations exchanging data using the NHIN standards trust that the information will be kept private and secure, the workgroup will pinpoint specific areas that need to be governed, says Dr. John Lumpkin, who chairs the workgroup. The toughest challenge, Lumpkin says, is trying to achieve a light touch when it comes to creating a governance system to ensure that those exchanging data all play by the same rules. We need enough governance to create an environment in which national exchange can occur, but not so much governance that it stifles innovation, he says. Early next year, the Department of Health and Human Services Office of the National Coordinator for Health Information Technology will prepare a notice of proposed rulemaking on NHIN governance. That proposal will take into consideration the workgroup's recommendations. ONC will propose establishing one or more governance bodies, Lumpkin says. In other news this week, momentum is building for giving patients easier access to their records by clicking a blue button on a secure website. Starting this fall, military veterans served by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, as well as Medicare beneficiaries, will be able to download text versions of certain records using the blue button, a concept that the Markle Foundation is promoting. Meanwhile, 46 organizations recently declared their support for the privacy and security practices included in the blue button concept. This month, the VA is enabling veterans to test drive the blue button function by logging onto their My Healthy Vet account, which creates a personal health record. In early October, the VA, as well as Medicare, plan to officially roll out the blue button download feature. The blue button will be available this fall on MyMedicare.gov, providing access to claims-related information. I'll be back after a short break to tell you about the rest of our weekly review. Are you responsible for your institution's regulatory compliance program? Do electronic medical records, patient privacy, or data breaches keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the HealthCareInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit HealthCareInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. Two recent interviews dealt with the difficult issue of enabling patients to grant consent for their records to be exchanged among various organizations. Detailed patient consent recommendations that a privacy and security tiger team recently completed are just a starting point toward giving patients far more control over their healthcare information, the co-chair of the team acknowledges. 
Attorney Devin McGraw says the recommendations, which federal regulators are now considering for policymaking, make it clear that patient consent should be obtained before a third party, such as a health information exchange, takes over control of who can access their records. She also describes why the Tiger team concluded that advanced technologies that would enable patients to specify which specific portions of their records could be accessed by a particular organization are not yet ready for implementation. In another interview, consumer advocate Dr. Deborah Peel, founder of Patient Privacy Rights, argues that the patient consent recommendations from the Tiger team fall very short of what the public expects because they inadequately spell out ways for patients to exert control over who accesses their information. Patients now have inadequate control over who can access their information, but existing technologies can help solve that problem, Peel argues. Her organization recently issued a white paper outlining an approach to giving patients opportunities to offer informed consent for accessing their records. Unlike the Tiger team, Peel argues that existing privacy enhancement technologies effectively enable patients to select what data they want to share with specific clinicians and organizations and under what circumstances. And she contends that health record banks are the best solution for enabling the secure exchange of data because they enable patients to control access to all the records that are stored in one place. Finally, in a guest blog this week, analyst Ed Moyle offers insights on how hospitals should go about creating a security structure. He describes a process for assessing what functions should be handled by a security team and how to select a team leader and determine to whom that person should report. Be sure to check out healthcareinfosecurity.com for all the latest news, interviews, blogs, and more. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.